Hey guys, it's me, Gilmy again. Just want to say welcome back after the the holidays and such. Hope everybody had a wonderful New Year. Didn't get too too drunk or anything anything like that. Uh, well, I'm very excited about this one, guys. I have Papa Proof, the King of Pain, the hardcore Ontario hardcore indie icon on on the show this week. I have Warhead. We get to talk about Death Proof Fight Club, indie wrestling in general. We talk our love of Transformers and toys, horror movies, and all sort, sorts of cool other uh, other stuff. And we even got a visit from my youngest daughter looking for her otter who came downstairs while I was doing this. I'm, I'm going to leave it in because I think it's cute. And Warhead said I, I should leave it in because it's uh, funny. I listened to it. It is, it is, it is kind, of, uh, kind of funny. It was great getting to catch up, catch up, and have a chance to just get to get to know the proprietor of Deathproof Fight Club a little bit more than me just walking up at up here up here to him at a, at an event, going, "Hey, how's it going?" It's because that's that's how how I think I I I sound when I've been uh, drinking. In all actuality, I'm a pretty quiet guy who just sits there and screams scream screams at the wrestlers when they uh, when they come out but yeah just want to say say thanks thanks for him for uh, coming on and here we go good morning good evening good night this is gilmy from gilmy talks and i'm very excited about this one because i have well uh the owner and chad gowing warhead himself on the on the podcast today excited about this and well, let's just get get this thing uh, get this thing going. Well, first question: As a Deathproof fan, I want to know where did Fuck Yeah come from? Fuck Yeah is just you know it's always been around. It was on our first T-shirts. It said Deathproof on the front and on the back. Fuck Yeah, because anytime you know you leave a Deathproof show or you're at a Deathproof show, it's always Fuck Yeah, Deathproof. Just yeah. something people say it every day, and I felt it fit. Perfectly. One second, I got a little one here. Good night, Olivia. Oh, yeah. It's it's, it's yeah. not not the same person. Say hi. 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 Okay. Now you go to bed. I'm getting otter. You're getting otter. Yeah. Okay. As you can tell, I'm very pro professional here. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, she's a all right um i had a model on this uh, a couple days a days ago and she he was uh he was on the on the uh, thing going hi olivia how's it going and she's she came back down because she's like she's thinking is it the same is it the same uh, guy yeah that's funny oh yeah so what first got you into into wrestling what's your earliest thing earliest memory would be birthday present when I was like, I don't even know how old I was. I was I was young. My parents were still together. That's how young I was. Yeah, my parents have been divorced since I was like, I don't know, grade one. So my parents were still together. They took me to uh, Hamilton for a WWF show. And I remember it was Hogan versus Earthquake in a stretcher match. <laughs> and I was like, this is fucking awesome. I don't know what this shit is. I need to make signs. I need to cheer for these people. Yeah, it was, uh, that's my like legit first memory. Like Sergeant Slaughter was there. Fucking 
Just Hogan versus Earthquake stretcher match. Cool. I've I've been a fan fan of yours for for years. I just wanted to ask, where did the idea for death for Death Proof Fight Club originate from? Oh well, um, it's a bit of a sensitive topic, but in 2009, I was very depressed, like the deepest depression ever, and I was suicidal. I tried killing myself three times in one year, and I failed every single fucking time. I got sent to rehab and as, like I I didn't stay in rehab because when I saw the people there I'm like these people are worse off than me I I don't belong here so I just I walked 45 minutes in the rain over to my friend's place asked if I could crash there and then went back the next day signed myself out took all my shit and death proof well I went to talk to my doctor told him how I think I'm getting better I'm getting happier. He said, that's great. You and your friends should get together and do something you love and make a party out of it. And that's how Death Proof was started. I, I got some friends together. We made a party out of it. And Death Proof. Because <laughs> I failed three times in one year. And that would be how the how the garage days started, right? Exactly. Yeah. I, I used to train there because it was like, it was one of my escapes from depression was going to a wrestling ring and just rolling around getting slammed all that shit and i asked the the ring owner the the guy that ran the school i'm like so could i rent this out and he gave me a hell of a price so i got a keg of beer and we charged ten dollars admission and once you're in free beer until the keg's empty sorry i'm actually you're the first podcast i've done where i'm actually nervous um and i have i i have no idea why Why? Yes. Um, because I honestly, I'm inspired by what you do, and you have no idea. Basically, I'm doing this because you did Death Proof, right? <laughs> I I look up to what you're what you're doing. You're following your dream. That's why. That's what you're doing. You're following your dream. You yeah. want to do a podcast, so you're doing a podcast. Yeah. Don't let anyone tell you you can. If they right. tell you you can't, tell them fuck you. <laughs> yeah, just um, no, I'm just stumbling around in this in this stuff, but dude, keep, just keep it up. Keep fucking getting more people. Get comic guys. Get movie people. Just shoot the shit with anyone and everyone. Yeah, it's I know so many people who have interest interesting uh, stories that I met I met over the over the years, and um, I thought, hey, I can I can do this. It's not hard, so yeah, yeah. And you, you get comic cons in uh, London, so take it on the road, man. Get get yourself a little recorder and just you know see if you can talk to a comic book artist. Oh yeah, all right. Hey, we're shooting, we're shooting the shit. That's what we're doing. Exactly. All right. Don't be fucking nervous. <laughs> okay, I'm in, I'm here done. What was your your favorite moment so far from uh, from death from death death proof? As I'm, I'm asking as as an owner, not as a a wrestler, because every wrestler gets asked, "What's your favorite match? What was this?" I want to ask as a booker, as the owner, what was your your favorite moment that you saw come coming about? Easy, that was so easy. I got really lucky that um, I booked uh, a Death Proof event the same weekend as C4, the Ottawa company, yeah. booked Ultimo Dragon. So. You know, um, we talked and we split flight costs and 
I brought Ultimo Dragon in, and I announced them. I'm like, yeah, we've got Ultimo Dragon coming in. It was so fucking huge because it's like, Ultimo Dragon, man. Yeah, I. He was the best character to be in um, WCW World Tour. Yeah. And then from there, Steve Carino contacted me. And he's like, so I see you've got Ultimo. I'm like, yeah, man. And he's like, yeah. I'm going to be just outside Toronto the day before. So uh, I'm like, hey, you want to work Ultimo? He's like, why, thank you. That sounds like a pleasant surprise. Or, you know, he's just, <laughs> he's being coy about it, but it was funny. And I would do anything for Steve. And, actually, yeah. I, actually, I was so, he did the English com commentary this year on uh, Wrestle, Wrestle Kingdom, right? Yep. Yes, he did. Yeah. I'm watching it tomorrow because I haven't had any time. Steve is a great guy. Fuck. Uh, I'm happy that he's, you know, head trainer, or not head trainer, but he's a trainer at NXT now, but I'm sad that he can't take death proof bookings anymore. No, he was a, he was a fantastic guy to do at the meet. He was really nice to every single fan who came up here, up here to him. Yep. Um, and he's a Winnipeg Jets fan like myself, which was which was nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Talk to, talk to you about that for a little bit. Transformers. <laughs> yeah, motherfucker. Oh yeah. Now I'm going to dig in a little bit here. Are you just a, a G1 fan, or are you an all-over fan, or? No, just just the originals, man. Oh. I tried watching the new movies, and it's just mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. It was cool that they had, you know, Optimus's original voice. I, I really enjoyed that, but they should have had Starscream's real voice too. Yeah. Cause that guy's still alive. Yep. And the thing was, he even offered. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't want him. Oh, that's fucking bullshit. Yeah, because the guy who did Starscream did about five or six of the other voices on the show too. Oh yeah, and he was also Cobra Commander. Yeah, and it was just. Yeah, man. The the '86 cartoon movie. Yep. Like that that changed my life. That movie, I fucking ha I watch it every single year except for 2005. Because at the beginning of the movie says, in the year 2005, and then Unicron comes. <laughs> Unicron didn't come in 2005, so I was quick. Yeah, I could have bought the Unicron figure, figure once, and I honestly went home, got the cash, went back. They were completely sold out. The place only got six in. Remember the one that came out in, like, 2007? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember it. No, yeah. that's... I saw it at a uh, fan expo for a thousand dollars. Oh my god, it was priced for on. They were six were priced at clearance for forty five bucks at Toys Toys R Us. Yeah, I know. I saw it oh. there too. Yep, and yeah. I went. I went home because I didn't have didn't have debit card on me. Left it at left it for left it at home for the wife to do groceries or something, and went back. They were all gone. Me and the wife were in London, I think it was like two years ago, and I, I went and checked at the comic book shops there, and the one place had a Unicron out of package, sitting up on the shelf, I'm like, oh, it's probably just a display, oh, that's so cool, walking around, some guy comes in and says, hey, how much do you want for that, and he buys it for $250 right there, I'm like, fuck, I would have offered three! <laughs> like, Unicron is my fucking favorite, dude! Oh. It was, uh, I mean, I'm going to guess it was Heroes, right? The, the, oh, yeah. the giant, giant one down there, down there, down? Uh, 
I think so. I can't remember. All I know is we were just we were waiting for the comic book shop to open because I was like, just we've been in London so many times, but I never got to check out the comics. So oh yeah, we made a trip out of it, like a little weekend vacation. Yeah. Stay at the Motorcourt Motel. Yep. I I, I know exactly where that is. (laughs) Yeah, it is sketchy. I love it. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's actually two blocks from my house. (laughs) Oh, nice. Very, very uh, interesting neighborhood I uh, I, I live in. (sighs) Yep. Actually, actually, the Toys R Us right across from there, I bought... um, those rare limited edition Jason Voorhees, like the the eight bit style Jason Voorhees yep. action figure, and the mask that glow in the dark. And the mask? Yeah, I've got the glow in the dark mask. Oh my god! I, I didn't I did not see the mask there. I only saw the uh, the figures there. Oh, I got them both. It was uh, my birthday weekend, so I was like, "Fuck it, I'm splurging." Oh yeah. Because <laughs> my woman said, my woman said, you know. If you don't buy it now, you're going to regret it like Unicron. I'm like, fuck! Oh. <laughs> yep. Uh, buyers buyers regret for collectors. It's great, eh? Actually, speaking of collecting, uh, I still have two or three, maybe four, of the original Transformers. Oh, yeah? I like I like keeping the ones that had sentimental value. So, like, I've got Grimlock. I've got Blur. I've got uh, one of the junk bots. And I've got Metroplex and Omega Supreme because I love the big ones. The oh, yeah. Big ones were fucking cool. Omega Supreme was the one that I always wanted as a kid because it was huge. And it was one of those yeah. things my my cousin had that I just always, always wanted. Yeah. And he was, he's a little bit older than, than I was, so he just let it be on the shelf. And, and yeah. I wanted to pull it down every time, but every time I touched it, he... Yeah, he beat the crap out, out out of me. So I'm supposed to ask why Death Proof is no longer allowed in Guelph. Or I would say, I would say it's no longer allowed. It's just <laughs> our last show there. Someone from the Guelph Mercury saw our poster, and the poster said, uh, "Like you know, live hardcore wrestling fans bring the weapons main event in big bold letters." <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and the person from the Mercury contacted the police, wrote an article in the paper saying, oh, well, we're, we're going to contact the police because people bringing weapons to a bar isn't a good thing. So, basically, I had to go talk to the cops. The fucking bar owner found out, said, yeah, you have to cancel that. I'm like, how the fuck am I supposed to tell people two days away from event not to bring weapons for a fans bring the weapons match? We came to terms... No sharp stuff, so like no light tubes, no thumbtacks, no whatever. It was bullshit, but we made do with what came through, and I took a vinyl record, broke it over a guy's head, and started stabbing him with it. <laughs> I know I know ways around, you know, rules, and yeah, then we were invited back to do another show. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Fun times. <laughs> yeah. I gotta ask, uh, with training, do you, do you still... T- down to Rip Impact School in Hamilton, uh, Hamilton Pro Wrestling Academy. Went down there maybe a month ago, but with all my constant injuries and sickness and my grandma dying, I just, I don't, I can't just go down there. I'd like to keep training because I love training. It, it, it feels great. It, it just, I surprise myself in the ring with the new kids. And watching all the new kids, like, learn fast, and just, it's awesome. Plus, I get to scout new talent. And it's also fun. Oh, yeah. Because being in a ring is like being at 
church for me. Like it's, I feel safe. It's it's the best place ever. It's my sanctuary. All my troubles outside of that building don't even fucking matter because when I'm in that ring, I'm in like I, I'm in heaven. Oh, and I just want to give you give you my kind of condolences there, man. I had uh, no. had no idea she uh, she uh, passed. Oh no, she's not dead yet. She's dying. Oh okay, sorry, sorry, man. Miss uh, Miss uh, Miss uh, heard you. Yeah, well, no worries, but yeah, yeah, it sucks. It's it sucks that she's dying, but yeah, you know, when we're kids, we think you know our grandparents are gonna live forever because they're our grandparents, and then when they finally do start dying, it's like it's a harsh reality check. It's oh, like, fuck. well, I know, man. I lost. I lost all of mine younger, so you take the solace that you you have had her this uh, this long, right? Yeah, she's my last grandparent too. Oh shit! But anyways, let's talk about other stuff. That yeah, make yeah, other things. Yeah. How about uh, horror? Do you uh, do you prefer the mod the modern day jump and jump and scares, or do you do you prefer slashers? slashers because i love jason Voorhees. he's oh, yeah. he's the best like and fucking hellraiser hellraiser movies are awesome except for the last few have been kind of shitty but um i uh, i i i like the new hellraisers because they're different they're not as good they're not as they're trying they're trying something different they're trying to modernize them but it's still the way i get to see uh pinhead on that on their tv though and they're all wearing the masks and shit and it's all like cell phones contacting each other i actually quite enjoyed that one yeah yeah no it was it was good do you think the seventh chucky chucky movie will be will be any any good the original writers uh coming coming back like the guy who made the the first two is coming back for for this one now that should be good but i've never just i want to just never never thought it was like, I like Candyman. Yeah? Yeah. Candyman, like, you never hear of, like, a black horror slasher guy. No. And Candyman, Tony Todd? I would love Tony Todd. No, he was at, well, he was at one of the Toronto conventions a couple, couple years, years ago. Yeah, Actually, you ever think of uh, getting Death Proof at uh, Shock, Shockstock? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I've contacted them, but, uh, yeah, you know, they... Their horror... Okay. Oh no, I just friend of mine uh, going back this year with his own uh, own movie mo- movie. I was just just uh, talking talking to me about it. Yeah. A friend of mine mine got me the Sigma Tau Tai. Is it Tau or Tau? Yeah, Sigma Tau Delta. There you go. Yeah, he he got me that shirt for Christmas, which I was very very surprised with. Nice. Yeah? Sigma Tau Delta is dead though. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> no, he. I'm not gonna touch that subject. I am not touching that. The face paint. Why? Why did it start? It started in like October 2005 at a show in Tilsonburg. It was a Halloween themed show, and everyone and their everyone and their brother was doing face paint, like black and white face paint, because that's all we had in the locker room. And me being, I, I don't want to say somewhat established, but me being the hardcore guy, I just said, I'm doing skull face paint. Called it. <laughs> someone did. Someone did like the Peter Chris from Kiss. Oh yeah. Uh, cat makeup. Someone did something else. When I did the skull, the first time I did the skull makeup, it looked horrible. It looked <laughs> god awful. And from there, I tried it again, and I like touched it up a bit, and I just kept evolving the makeup to what I felt was perfect. And I love Halloween. 
I've got a fucking jack lantern tattooed on my chest, so <laughs> I love Halloween, so may as well incorporate something I love into something I love. Now, getting getting to the up up and coming coming event. Do you think Jesse? Pardon? Yep, February fifth. February fifth. Declaration of Anarchy four. Yeah. Do you think Jesse has a shot at the at the uh, a title? Yeah. Well, we're 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 facing each other for the title. Yes. Well. <laughs> He's been working out, and I'm just eating Taco Bell, so he's got a good chance. <laughs> Do you ever watch uh, wrestling? No, nope, I don't watch wrestling. That nope. shit's fake. <laughs> no, no Wrestle Kingdom, no, no Japan stuff, no indie stuff. Just once in a while, I watch like Big Japan stuff or like Freedom or whatever, like the the crazy Japanese shit. I've heard a lot of great things about Wrestle Kingdom, and I love their entrances because it's like WrestleMania down there. Yep. But I normally don't really watch much mainstream wrestling. I prefer to go outside the box and watch like some Lucha Libre, like some Lucha Libre company that no one's ever heard of. I just I like to support the little guys. I yeah. Don't like watching WWE because it's watered down and oversaturated. Yeah, it's um. Honestly, I've kind of stopped watching WWE myself, um, just because it's uh, way too much content during the week to keep up, keep up with. Yeah. It it went from five hours a week to now with all the shows, I gotta put twenty hours a week of just watching TV in. Yeah, that's a part time job or a drug addiction. Yeah, and um, I can't. <laughs> so instead of picking and choosing, I just kind of uh, stopped. But support support Ontario Indy, man. I am. I'm bringing bringing my my brother and dad on the uh, on 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 the uh, fifth. Fuck yeah, that's awesome. Oh, do you still still do the virgin shots in the in the ring? Is that a once in a while thing? Is that every single show? Uh, we usually do virgin shots. Yes. Uh, I was actually planning on doing like the old school shots for like experienced people, but if you got some virgins coming in. Oh no! It just. Uh, I think it would be really funny to get my dad into the into the ring doing uh doing uh, shots. Oh dude, it's funny getting all the virgin, virgins in the ring because they're like, "What am I doing here? Why is this guy calling me in the ring to do a shot? This is so <laughs> weird." And all the other, you know, the family sitting out there is like, "Yeah, one of us, one of us." Because <laughs> you know, once you see Death Proof once, you get hooked. Because oh yeah. That's why I don't watch WWE is because I don't want to subliminally steal their format i want all my ideas to be from my brain my fucked up brain my fucked up ideas like steve carino in a penis costume like yeah <laughs> <laughs> we've got liking the crackhead like he's reading three little pigs to the fans during vip that's gonna be goddamn hilarious yep vikings and uh an interesting guy oh man i fucking love viking like yeah. i used to wrestle him back when he didn't know english if I was to walk up and start speaking French to him, would be he be offended, shocked, or a uh, good idea, bad idea? It's a good idea. It's okay. His, uh, it's his native tongue, so it'll be easier for him. Okay. Yeah, uh. yeah fuck it. If you speak French, talk to him in French. I love the French workers. Like, Mephisto, I love facing her. Viking, I love facing oh, him. I'm so, I'm so happy I got to see Lou Fisto at... She is one of my favorite indie wrestlers. I follow everything she does. I support her the best that I that that I can. She is fantastic. I'm surprised. 
I'm honestly surprised she didn't get any type of mainstream push or shot or or anything because. timing for her she was ahead of her time yeah like if if she was like uh if she would have started doing all that stuff in the 2000s yeah she probably would have got signed she probably would have had a stint in wwe or let's say mid 90s she would have been in fucking ecw like yeah oh dude it's just it's bad 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 timing great i've had i've had guys tell me that like I should have been born 10 years before because I probably would have had a good chance in ECW. Definitely. Here's here's something. Do you think a hardcore show on the WWE Network would actually work? Well, they are doing like an ECW roundtable talk thing. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but you mean like if they had like another branch like NXT but like hardcore? Yeah, say H, I don't know, HWE, hard, hard, Hardcore Wrestling Entertainment. Market for it? Well, obviously, I think so. That's why oh, yeah. Death Proof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Death Proof's doing pretty damn good. Like, we're not we're not drawing huge like crowds, like stadiums or arenas. But I'm happy with what we're doing. I love the stories. I love all the fans that come out and how they love the stories. So, yeah, I think hardcore wrestling it definitely has its place, and WWE should benefit from it. How big big do you want Death Death Proof to become? Do you want it to become the stadium shows or something huge like that? Or are you happy with the amazing crowd crammed in into the bar, basically one on, on, on top of each other just screaming at the uh, at the ring? Yeah, I'm, I'm content with, like, bar shows. Like, the bigger the product, like, if it was in an arena, it's more stress. It's, it's just I don't have enough manpower to get all the tasks done. Like, yeah. I prefer the nice, small, intimate shows because, like, well, I get to know the fans basically on a first-name basis, like you, like yeah. all the other people that I talk to on Facebook. Yeah, because every time I see you at a show, you, as you know, I'm a pretty shy, nervous guy half the time. I'm not going to walk up and say, hey, hey, Warhead, how's it, how's it going? You always walk up, you give me and Ryan a hug sometimes, you you give us a handshake and just give us like 30 seconds of your time and we know you're so stressed out and busy on show day that yeah. <laughs> uh, you're yeah, I try I try to make like time like 30 seconds a minute whatever cuz yeah. I'm always running around doing shit so it's like I try to make that little bit of time say hey guys how's it going thanks for coming out boom a handshake hug whatever like that's why I like the small, intimate thing, intimate crowds. Like, there are still some fans that come to Death Proof that I don't even know that they come. It's like, I don't see them, but I see them posting on, on uh, like, on Facebook about it. I'm like, really? That guy goes? And I try to memorize faces to names, but, you know, yeah. the 200 people, it's kind of gets hard. I'm just curious. What's the capacity at Rocky Apollo now? I think it's like 250, 270, something like that. Okay. Whatever, we'll cram as many people as we can before we get shut down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, and my buddy wanted to ask, uh, working working with Balls Mahoney on his last show. It was awesome. Like, it was, like, it, it sucks that it was his last ever wrestling match, but I feel honored that it was and that he got to do the flaming table that he's known for. Like, 
because after Balls and I wrestled each other, we stayed in contact. Like, that's how cool he was. He left me, like, uh, an 8x10, but on the back had, like, a note saying, Hey, man, that was a great match. I'd love to bring you up to Jersey. Here's my number. Here's my email. Stay in touch. And I just thought, like, all right, whatever. He doesn't really mean that. So, like, six months afterwards, I gave him a call, and he's like, who's this? I'm like, oh, it's Warhead. You, uh, we wrestled in London. He's like, oh, yeah, 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 that was a great match. That was the best match I've had in the last five years. <laughs> um, I'm busy, but I'll, I'll call you back later. So I thought, you know what? He's not going to call back. He's, he's Ben's fucking Mahoney. Yep. But no, he did. He kept calling back, like, every month, every two months, whatever it was, like, just out of the blue. He would call me, and we would just shoot the shit about his kid playing, like, t-ball and stuff, and how he had this great match in Jersey, and how he's thing of running shows. Like, we just shot the shit, and I'm like, this is my fucking idol. This is the reason why I got the tribal tattoo. He's talking to me like we're buddies. This is fucking great. Yeah, because he's... I met him at that at that same show, just a quick, hey, hey how, how's it going? What... He said, make sure you wash your hands because I'm sick and I don't want anybody else here getting sick from from me. Um, I did. My buddy didn't. He got the worst, worst flu he's had in years. I, well, I still get to bug him about it. It's just like he's that. It just seemed like he actually cared. Yeah. Hell, he got me sick too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, some of those guys who are just like, hey, okay, thanks. Bye. Um, Yep. How did you get Green 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 Phantom to start coming to for the death proof? Did you just know the guy and and ask him or? No, that was uh, all Amato. Amato and him, I guess, have been talking online for a while, and we brought him in for the second tournament. And since then, you know, just we've we've stayed in contact, and I kept booking him and kept booking him, and fans like him, and I like him. He's entertaining as fuck. Yes. I loved. I loved when uh, we had him do Phantom Claws. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I got. I got to make it to well to the uh, to the uh, Christmas show next to uh, next year. Christmas no. shows were always fun because of the Secret Santa. Oh man, <laughs> so much shit. Like the first year we did the very death proof Christmas, there was all like dildos, butt plugs, flashlights, just. Anything you can find at a sex shop, like everyone got something perverted. <laughs> of this course. last one, this last one has been a lot more tame. It's like here's a gift card for LCBO. Here's like uh, a fucking frame with a, a frame with a condom in it that says "break in case of emergency." Like <laughs> it was great. I'm not going to ask what has what you've done because you've probably broken everything. Actually, I've never broken a bone in my life. Really? Not a single bone. I've had dislocations galore, fractures, but I've never actually broken a bone. So, oh, concussions. I've had a lot of concussions. So, wait, I've broken more bones than the Ontario hard, hardcore icon? <laughs> the King of Pain, yes. Okay. You want to know my secret? Sure. Chocolate milk. Lots of chocolate milk. <laughs> that shit keeps my bones fucking hard. It's like Viagra. It's like Viagra for your bones. Actually, I had uh, first glass of milk today I've had in years. Man, I drink a liter a day. I don't know. I'm more... I've always been a coffee and water water guy. Oh, 
I can't drink water, man. I'm like, <laughs> Necro, Necro and I had this conversation. He's like, anything, anything at all is better than water. Fucking uh, warm pop is better than water. Warm <laughs> beer is better than water. Water is a last case scenario thing. Like, it. I think he even said he'd rather drink his own piss than drink water. But then again, he's military trained, so he prob- probably have to do that. Yeah, he probably would necro man necro's got some of the best fucking stories ever i would love to just bring him in just to tell stories because they're just so they're so outrageous but you know they're true coming from him because it's necro like yeah why? great i actually i i have met him and he does have some really good good stories and then he gave me and Ryan the rest of his weed before he left for the States. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, no, he just like, hey, I got, I, I got two, I, what do you call them, spliffs? I got three spliffs, who want them, wants them? Hey, well, sure, yeah. Um, Necro says, hey, hey, want this? Sure. And here's the thing, I don't really partake that much. No, me, neither do I. I, I smoke very rarely now. I should really start to smoke more because it gives me awesome ideas for Death Proof. Actually, too, I only smoke at Death Proof, really. <laughs> um, it's, it's your escape from real life, so do whatever you want. What happens at Death Proof stays at Death Proof. Yep. And Bam! New, new t-shirt right there! There you go. <laughs> that one's ac- actually good. You ever try to get on Pro, pro Wrestling Tees or uh, uh, no? Uh, actually, yeah. I've got an account with Pro Wrestling Tees. It's just... All my designs are too low res, so they don't uh, they don't accept them. I've already tried putting two in, and they've declined both of them. Oh, okay. So, I, so I need to find a I need to find a better graphic designer than me. Give them the fonts that I want, and tell them what I want, and have them make it. Because I I don't know, man. I just graphic design for fun. People seem to like them, but like like my designs, but. Hey, I guess they're not good enough for pro Um, I know a lot of artists. Would you? I know one who's an actual graphic designer looking looking for work, and he's good. Okay, to get him to to message you. Yeah, sure. Like, okay. uh, I've got some friends too that I've been I've been in talks with about uh, making designs. Okay. There, there is one T-shirt I really, really, really want to make because. Just for nostalgia factor, and just because it'll make me laugh and make all the Death Proof family laugh, I want to make a thumb in the bum T-shirt. as Team Thumb, and he wrestled in that big dick costume. Yep. <laughs> originally, originally it was supposed to be me in the dick costume, but I asked him one. Hey, so you like mascot costumes, right? He's like, Yeah, man, I love them. I think they're awesome. I said, On your birthday. Would you be willing to wrestle in a dick costume? He was done laughing. He's like, yeah, fun. <laughs> I still, I still can't believe you got Carino to a guy who's been wrestling, who has a built-up career, who's respected in the industry, to put him in a dick costume. Yep. <laughs> and that's what I wanted to do. And I thought, if he says yes, this is going to go down in like hardcore history that Steve Carino wrestled one time in a dick costume. That's actually really, really cool. And same thing, Carino versus Ultimo, first time ever. They, yeah. They've met each other, they've been on tours with each other, but they've never actually wrestled each other. So, yeah. again, death proof. Making history. And I like how you set him up in, in the ring. 
I like how that you had the setup, had the table in the ring, so the fans actually had to come into the ring because guys like me, I've never been in a wrestling ring before. Before that, it was just one of those really cool, cool fanboy, uh, fan, fanboy, uh, yeah. Yeah, I got um I met Carino then then as as well. He's a nice he's a nice guy who have a conversation with any with anybody. Yeah, exactly. Like he loves baseball. So if you watch baseball, fucking talk to him about baseball. Oh, I did. <laughs> uh, yeah, talk to him uh, to him about about the Jays and how how if they had uh, pitching they'd actually do decent. And they got some uh, the pitching and they and and they did. I, I don't watch sports, but um, I I work with an entire kitchen of people who talk sports nonstop oh, all all the time. I would quit, man. That sounds horrible. Oh, oh See, no. I, I hate sports. I can't stand hockey because my dad tried to force me into it. Golf is boring as fuck. Uh, but funny thing is, in real life, I've worked on a golf course. I've, I was a Zamboni driver for five years. I love driving Zamboni. I just hate hockey because it's boring. <laughs> yeah, me, I like... The only one I do watch is hockey a couple, couple times a year. More when uh, watching the... I like watching the juniors because they're playing for the love of the game. They're not paying playing for the, the million dollar check. Yeah, so they're like indie wrestlers. They're doing yeah. it for the love of the game and like a small payday in hopes to one day get the big payday. Yeah. All, all while doing something you love. That's why why I like uh, indie indie wrestling, and it's fun. As I as as I tell people, Death Proof is not just a wrestling show. There's comedy. Yeah, it's a party. It's I don't know any other any other wrestling venue where the wrestlers will come out and hang out with uh, people. Yeah, they'll they'll come out, get a drink, shoot the shit with you for a bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, off all you got to do is is offer to buy Ray J Ray Jabir. He'll talk to you for for a good a while. Yeah, Ray Ray is good shit. A bit crazy, but he's good shit. But then again, half my roster, or maybe three quarters of my roster, are really fucking crazy. In their own, you know, in their own way. As I've said many times, um, everyone's a little bit crazy, and if if they're not, they're boring. Exactly. Why fucking be normal and boring when you can go out and do something where you get stories to tell afterwards? And I was actually, I was actually the conversation piece at uh, one of my old coworkers' Christmas dinners. Like, oh yeah, I know this guy that wrestles. He does this, blah 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 blah. He's talking about it at Christmas dinner. <laughs> Yeah, I've uh, I have brought you up it well, a, well, a couple times. You gotta see this, and I show somebody something, and they're like, "Why are you showing me this?" I'm like, "Because it's awesome." And they're because, like, "This, what was it?" Because this guy is passionate as fuck about what he does. See, I I as I like to tell um, the reason I watch wrestling at all, I find it's a uh, I get to check check out of my head for for a little bit. Yeah, it's an escape from reality. Yeah, it's like, as I put it, sometimes it's a male soap opera. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just no one watches soap operas anymore. Yeah. (laughs) 
No, I, I, I try to put it in the context that people don't, that they'll understand. It's like no, nobody watches soap operas because you get in, intertwined into the storylines and you get to know the characters, you get to know this, and then you try to explain it to somebody else and they have no idea what you're, uh, you're uh, talking about. Just say it's like a live-action TV series that you keep coming out and supporting. It's like low-budget actors, but you get you get to know the, the characters. Like The characters all have their own personalities. Like Just explain that it's like live TV. But you get to drink and you get to scream at them and they'll scream back at you. Like, oh, yeah. Like, what was it? Um, when my buddy Ryan was uh, nose-to-nose with Jody DeMilo because he was... One, he was drunk, drunk off his ass and just scream, screaming stuff, and then she starts screaming, screaming back at him. I fucking love Jody. I miss her. Or when uh, Hardcore Hick also gave Ryan, Ryan a lap dance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've known Hick. I've, I've told this story before, but Hick was my first real fan. He used to love like coming to my, like follow me wherever I wrestled and like. Once we got to know each other, he would pick me up at my house, and he would drive me to my bookings, and, like, we'd talk, and he asked what uh, what a good wrestling school was, and I told him, you know, Eddie Osborne is, he changed the way I wrestled, he taught me things, and, yeah, Hick, I've known Hick so fucking long that we can go a year without talking to each other, and when we do hang out, it's like nothing even changed. Just, just like, like, yesterday. Exactly. Uh, I think I got got one more uh, question question uh, for you. Why did you do the five five minute little thing for uh, Lucha, the five minute uh, video there? You don't. Oh, oh, uh, the the I am. Yeah. Um, Lucha To is just looking for some of their people to like sit down and if they have like an interesting story to tell sit down and talk to a camera for a bit and the first guy they did was like um what's his name playboy uh yeah playboy whatever the fuck his name is yep. john atlas yep and he got shot when he was living in bc i think it was bc alberta i don't know he, he lived somewhere else in canada he got shot like some shrapnel flew off got him in the fucking leg right below his dick and i'm like wow that's a fucking cool story <laughs> and Lucha asked me if I had anything. I'm like, well, <laughs> I've been depressed for practically my whole life, and this is my escape. He's like, man, that would be great. Can we can we sit you down and have you talk about it? I'm like, sure. I've got nothing to hide. My past, you can find interviews about me talking about the depression, about my suicide attempts, all that shit. It's all online. I'm not ashamed of it. It's made me who I am today. Mental mental illness affects everybody, and I gotta commend you for actually talking talking about it because a lot a lot of people don't. They just kind of, I think. Um, There's a stigma. Yeah, that's the that's that's the word. There's a stigma about it where we shouldn't talk about it. We shouldn't we shouldn't recognize it. We shouldn't. Because, we should hide it. We should ball it up. We yeah, just sweep it under the carpet. It's like no, <laughs> you shouldn't. You need to talk to people or else that's when people succeed with suicides because they have no one to talk to about it. But when people start stepping forward and saying, yeah, this is what happened to me and I'm still here. I overcame it. Yeah, I struggle with it, you know, a lot throughout my life and a lot even, you know, nowadays. 
even though I'm not, I'm not depressed. Like, okay, I'm depressed, but I'm not as bad. We just, we need to know there's others out there so we can all talk to each other. Yeah. It's like a secret society. I, I have many loved ones who fight every day, and I, and I say it's a fight. It's not living with it. It's not it. It it's a fight. You gotta push yourself. You gotta go out when you don't want to. You gotta put the smile on. Or as as I tell tell my my loved ones, you don't have to wear wear, wear the mask around around it around me. Because no, it just really really touched me that we did that, and I I did share it. I showed some uh, some uh, people it. And it ins- it inspires people, man. I I know you know you have uh, not not the best op- opinion of yourself, but it really does. I, I don't think I'm an inspiration, but more of a motivational speaker. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you you inspire me, and you inspire others, whether they they tell you they tell you about it about it or not. Well, people do tell me that uh, I'm an inspiration, but I. I don't see myself as that. I'm just a guy doing what he loves to do, and for some reason, a lot of people enjoy it too, and they support me. So, if I'm an inspiration, I'm glad. It's great to know that I can other people to do what they love, and yeah. you know, fight through, fight through that fucking depression. I just want to say thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. And I'll get I'll I'll get this up as as soon as I I possibly can. Yeah, man. No worries. It was fun. Oh yeah. No, it was uh, good. Actually, it was great that you well, you told me not to stop being being nervous, and it actually worked. <laughs> yeah, man. You got nothing to be nervous about. Oh, I I know. It's just me, man. Just pop a death proof. Oh, I know. And I I met you a lot. I've talked talked to talked to to you a lot. Just means a lot to, that you uh, you uh, took the time to 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 uh, uh, do this. Appreciate it, man. No worries. Hey guys, I just want to say once again thanks for listening to my conversation with Warhead this uh, this week. Big thanks to Warhead for coming on and uh, doing this. I really uh, really appreciate the time. And it was awesome just to. After the podcast was done, he just we we shot the shit for a little bit, talked about 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 a couple of different things, got to know each other a little little bit better, and it was just nice to have have a good conversation like that. Everyone's texting now and then, and how often do you actually pick up a phone and call call anybody anymore? Hear their voice and actually just nice to have a con- conversation with some somebody. I haven't done it in a, a while. I'm pretty bad at just being the texting guy myself lately. And it was just fun. Uh, I want to th- say thanks to my wonderful wife. She was uh, very helpful in putting the kids to bed tonight so I could get the podcast podcast going. And I really appreciate it, sweetie. Thank you. I uh, just want to say thanks to my, my good friend, Ryan. He helped me out with the questions and answers. Not, eh, not, not the answers. He wasn't here. But uh, he helped me out with the questions because before this, I was actually really, really nervous. I think... I actually say it in the uh, a podcast there. I re- I believe, and he just told me to calm my calm calm my ass down, and I'm going to be good. Sometimes I need to be called in an idiot and called called out, out on shit. So thanks thanks uh, thanks buddy, and once again thanks for listening to Gilmy Talks again, guys, and I'll see you in in a week or two. Thanks.